we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Today Your Love, Tomorrow the World. What did they fuck? Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. My name is Philip. And my name is Molly. And today we are discussing the song whose name is Today Your Love, Tomorrow <laughs> the World. This is from 1976's Ramones, their debut and self-titled album. <laughs> number one. Number one. Album number one. It is written by the DD. Um, I gave it a song category of love sort of fighting but like ramon's love because it's got the word love in the title really it's got the word love in the title we can get into it what would you give it then you're so smart i don't think that this is about love all right then what's it about well what kind of love is this for you this is unrequited and i'm gonna prove how great i am and get you on my side unrequited love towards whom oh i assume this was all about a girl really i have you think this song is all about a girl let's get into that okay <laughs> so that's just a little tease if you stay there. <laughs> um let's talk some facts let's first. fact it, let's up. Fact it up um the ramones played this a lot Okay. Um, according to stats that I have, this is their fifth most played live song. Really? Yeah. Yes. I have so many issues with so many things. <laughs> um, okay. Would you like to guess? Ugh. Take a guess at, now granted, the setlist.fm, the, you know, with an asterisk stats, the top being Blitzkrieg Bop is like, they have it like 700. So it's less than 700. Okay. I was actually going to say like seven something. So I'll cut in at 615. You're close. 637. Nice. We have 637 confirmed times. The adjusted for inflation factor brings it closer 650? to... 650? <laughs> 1,923. I mean, they played it. Wow. This is, but what we're always saying is this is on the first album. Yeah. It's it's the first album. It it's an album closer. They must enjoy it, and sure. so yeah, they played it a lot. I'm just so there. You go. I it, I that blows your mind. I have so many things that are <laughs> rattling around in my brain right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, other stats you want? Do you have any stats to chime in, or do can I just I do I just stats? keep talking? No, you just keep going. Facts. I mean, okay. yeah, facts and stats. All right. Well, this this will make you excited. Okay. We have not only. We have one, two, three, fours. Yeah. We have one at the beginning, and we have one in German. <laughs> that I was going to massacre, which is like, I think it's Eins, Zwei, Drei, Bier. This isn't the only German. It's not the only one, German. Two, three, four. But I don't think so. I don't know. There's definitely singing in German lyrics later. I feel like there's at least one more recorded, but... I don't know. I remember there's Maybe it's a, on live versions. I'm it's on of. live versions yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So we've got one, two, three, fours. We've got two. It's hard to say. We've got two, one, two, three, fours. Sure. How do you feel about those one, two, three, fours? I always love a one, two, three, four. Where would you put these in particular? You think? What do you mean? Where, Did these grab you in these in the way that um, California loves 
No, California no, I mean, Sons. I don't one, think two, three, four, I don't think they're my favorite one, two, three, fours. I think the German one, two, three, four certainly serves the theme of the song. Hmm. Um, for me, in a scary way, but I think we can get into that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep uh, teasing that a little longer. So stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, because I wanted to, <laughs> yeah, really following the sizzle here, I'm going to talk word count. Nice. Um, so as you know, we've been tracking all of the first album songs, word count. Because we are nerds, yes. Yep. This, including the one, two, three, fours, has, I believe, 140 total words. Which um, is a lot for them. 37 unique words. That's a lot. That Especially seems, on the first album, that seems like this is maybe one of the most, no, 37 unique words. That's what I came up with. Okay. Thir- between, I'm counting yeah. right now, and yeah, okay, I could see it. You could, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So, I suppose you are really excited to talk about lyrics. I, I mean, I just want to jump back to what you had mentioned before, which is that you think this is unrequited love about a girl. I think, yeah. H- how, please... Take me on a walk down this dissertation. I, I want to know how you got here. Well, here's how I think I I kind of think I got here. Okay. And this is a modern person talking. Yeah. Um, I find that uh, white people can find ways to justify awful things by saying the sort of like, oh, well, it's about that. And so you can feel better about it. So I imagine there's probably an element of that for me. Because I'm not a person who is in a position to get directly offended by someone saying stuff about Nazis. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Okay. Am I making any sense to you? Sort of. Sort of. You're saying I'm you, saying you find I'm, this song so a, offensive. I'm No, I'm saying I'm in a privileged position that I can also justify as like, oh, but it could be fun because it's this. You know? You're I saying can, this song about not a Nazi could be fun if it's about a girl. Yeah. But where does it mention anything about a girl in the song? Well, it says your love. Unless it's about a boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's, so what I, here's what I t- okay. okay, so this is my this is a th- this is the theory that I probably alone have about it. Okay. No, I mean I'm 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 enjoying this okay. train ride. <laughs> All right. So I have no idea where we're going or how we're getting there, but I I would love I love talking to the captain about I'm edit out all. Of <laughs> yeah, talk about the ca- talk to the captain about how do we get out of this jungle cruise? <laughs> um, no. So here's here's what I see. The 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 story that gets painted for me in this is it's like this Hitler youth kid, um, in World War Two times. And he's doing what he's being told and he's angry about it, but he's also kind of reveling in it and also angry at himself about it. And he, like I say, he gets pushed around and he's not having such a good time, but it's almost like it's almost this type of thing where if he keeps going forward and become successful, he'll win the heart of the third act woman that he has affection for. So I think maybe it's me putting the title at the beginning and then the refrain of it at the end, because they don't say it until the very end. And then they just pound it out. Then just pound it out. So it's me applying that to the whole thing to almost 
be like this sort of self-loathing person at the beginning and say like she's never gonna like me i'm just this idiot foot soldier and i and i have the whole world to blame but you know what damn it i'm gonna keep trying and that's that's how i that's how i justify it no i and you know i think that this is a testament to Ramones. This is a testament to Dee Dee's writing, and and I want to back it up for one second. Okay. This album, if you actually look on the album, there's no written buys. No, the album just says Ramones. So later, now somebody has gone into Wikipedia and suggested yeah. that on this original album, even though it was not written on the album itself, right. has gone through and credited every song. And this being one of the first, this being the first album, it's one. There's like a thing of Tommy Ramone going through every track. Some uh-huh, interviewers yeah. asking An interview, him. And, yeah. and, and him just, just says, going like, that's but, him, that's me. But that's my him. point on this is that even if nope even if there was no record of Tommy Ramone saying who mm-hmm. wrote what, I think it's clear that <laughs> yes. this is a song that was written by Dee Dee Ramone. Yes. <laughs> I mean it's just it just is. With 160 episodes at our back, yeah. we can look at this we, and be we, like, oh, we say, gotcha. We got this. Okay, now, <laughs> ne- next point. Okay. Today, your love, tomorrow, the world. So what I think is so fascinating about Dee Dee's songwriting, especially in these early days, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the lyrics, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe like 10 lines yeah. of words that are no longer than six words each. Um. It's literally like looking at a poem, like the the most basic poem. Mm-hmm. There's so few words, and here we're both we're both looking at this poem on paper, and you're coming up with this whole other story timeline that I'm coming up with in my head when I'm hearing the song and reading the song. And I think that is a testament to Dee Dee's songwriting that with with one, you know, it's like here here's what you think's going on here's what you think's going on but then by suggesting by suggestion through a title or by just throwing in one word at the end you can mm-hmm. totally foreshadow pre-shadow conjure something that doesn't even exist in the rest of the song so it's it's I, I'm loving this conversation because I have a totally different idea about what this song is about. I want to hear that what that is yeah but I first want to throw out a theory Please. as to what you're speaking at too Please. um it's this. It's a weird way to say that, but I mean, what's stopped me so far? Um, <laughs> I think certain words have almost a gravity to them. Okay. And, it, and you know, it, that's no big surprise. But, I mean, what we're responding to are two of the biggest you could possibly say, which are Nazi and love. Yeah. And so you're right that, like, the beginning... They say Nazi a bunch, and it is really easy and understandable for mm-hmm. people to fixate on that because yeah. that is a loaded, powerful word. Super loaded. To just, dude. like, drop around. Super loaded. Right. And I'm not saying that... I, I'm not trying to make some equivalency, but the power of love, as Huey Lewis says. Yeah. Um, is <laughs> Now, that word also has a lot of gravity to it, too. And so mm-hmm. maybe that is what I'm responding to. That that element, where it is in the title and in the end, is ping-ponging me around to Absolutely. make weird connections. And, and I love that you found a whole, like, undercurrent for this song <laughs> that is not necessary. I mean, it's not in the words. <laughs> I'm serious. No, not really. It, it doesn't mention a girl at all. Like, the word love is present, but it doesn't mention a girl. It doesn't 
it doesn't mention romantic love. It doesn't mention a lot of things, a lot of imagery that you're bringing to the song. Well, well, it's funny. I think I fill it in. I fill in the gap because just throwing that in, and I guess today your love tomorrow the world is sort of a reference to some thing of like it's some legend of hitler saying adolf hitler saying uh it's like today you're up tomorrow the world or something but i guess maybe he didn't and some whatever but it's supposed that's what it's sort of alluding to but the funny thing is throwing in there and saying today your love i suddenly have to wonder who's your Mm -hmm. who are you talking about yeah because at this point it's been all I'm this, I'm that, I'm a little German boy getting pushed around. Sure. He's not saying it to the guys push him around. Sure. He's not, I don't think, saying it to himself. So I, yeah, so I just filled again, in the gap and be like, well, again, who is it? Again, it's it's a great poem because yeah, the interpretation, there, there is room for interpretation. I, I feel like this is, sure. when Didi's writing well, that's what's happening. When, yes. when Didi's writing very on the nose, it feels uncomfortable for everybody. Okay. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? And and those songs definitely exist and mm-hmm. we'll even get to some in the next couple it's of drops. Even this, it's even this song, but I want to hear more about your... Um, what are you... So as, as an example of how you could interpret this another way, mm-hmm. <laughs> what if this was Adolf Hitler's perspective? Oh, Okay. I mean, I, I'm not sure that it is, but I'm just throwing it out there as another interpretation. I've probably Adolf thought Hitler of it a is a little German way. boy who feels like he's being pushed around by yeah. all these, you know, immigrants coming in <laughs> and telling him what to do with his his German farmland or whatever. And so <laughs> today, your love could be the love of his country. Tomorrow, mm. the love of the world. As he do- as he continues to dominate. I thought. See, force. I still thought. And again, and maybe it's my own <laughs> my own fixation is telling more about me. I still thought it was like, oh, it's. The yours Ava Braun. That was still if you yeah, made but it, I think that's if your you made it that my first yeah, I know, but yeah. my first thought is that yeah, is that um, I'll do I'll do it for her. You know, yeah, like yeah. The sort of no, but thing. but again, I, I want to reiterate that I personally don't love the message here in this song <laughs> necessarily, but I do think that this song, like most of Dee Dee's writing, is capable of holding many interpretations and the simplicity is almost what brings the real poetry to mm-hmm. his music that he allows for the you're he allows for an audience breath work to happen and you're allowed to put your you're allowed to project onto yeah. it you're, it's you're direct, allowed to it's direct and yeah it, it, like it literally becomes alive through your interaction with mm-hmm. it it's not necessarily just a piece of art on its own it almost requires you to interact and that's why i think Dee, Dee is such an amazing songwriter and will forever be remembered but i have a few things i want to say about this song um, you may um first of all this song was actually rewritten yes before it was released um because somebody <laughs> at the studio and uh, it was seymour stein seymour was, stein yeah. yep I think it's what we're telling the same story. Uh, yeah, right? exactly. Thought it was a bit much. They changed uh, "Shock Trooper" and "A Stupor" was a bit more. It, it just it was no. It was it, the original lyrics and ways they've sung it live was yeah. "I'm a Nazi baby. I'm a Nazi. Yes, I am." Yeah. And yeah, the the way that I'd heard and Mickey Lee says that he's the one who suggested "I'm a Shock Trooper in a Stupor." Uh huh. Yeah. Which, by the way, and maybe I'm, like, again, hoping for, like, a softer edge. Yeah. I feel that's 
more interesting anyway. Yeah, no, like, definitely. That's just a better line. <laughs> definitely. It's, it's funnier. It, it, yeah. it, it gives more of a point of view on the person that we're talking about in the song and sure. shows them. It's like you're, you're looking at them in a way that's... So l- let me read this other thing, Go. which is... Um, let me just find... Remember who said this. Um, okay. Ramon's... Ramones Humming a Sick Tune, which is a blog that right. writes a lot about the Ramones, said about this song, um, this song is brutal humor without a clear punchline. Hmm. And <laughs> I think that that quote serves the rewrite, which is I'm a shock trooper in a stupor. It's like that little bit of, it's almost like a comedic twist or some kind of absurdism that lets you in on the idea that maybe this this isn't supposed to be too sincere or taken too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you really think about what this song is about, and it, it can be, I think, it, to me it is a bit disturbing, especially coming from Dee Dee, you know, it's it's a little bit... Why? Um, because it feels like there's a bit of positive nationalism around what's happening here in the song, which... Um, I... Okay, go on. But anyway, well, so it's, it's, it's hard to justify, quick... it's hard oh, to God. justify... This song being sung by the Ramones, when you consider that Joey Ramone is Jewish, super, super gangly Jewish guy <laughs> who wears his heart on his sleeve, who's yeah. the lead singer on this thing. And then they're going to go to do they're going to sing this song live a million times, you know, what mm-hmm. maybe top six times they've ever sung any song in their career. So it makes me as a fan wonder, why do they love this song so much? Like the song sounds good. Mm-hmm. It, it, de- it It's definitely a great Song, but the content is to me, even in modern times, a bit disturbing. I want to, oh, real quick. Yeah. So, just because you said that, that was something that I wondered too. I wondered if, especially given the last couple of years, if this has gotten harder to swallow. It is a bit hard to swallow. Because, I, 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 let's give us a lot of context here. So, if it, coming out in 1976 is obviously so much closer to World War II than we are now. Yeah. Because in the past. <laughs> um, fact. That is a fact and you can't disprove it. So at the very least, like the most positive thing you would say about the lyrical content at that point is that that is racy. You know, that is a risky way to do that. Uh-huh. Or another way to say it is it's insensitive. Yeah. Um. So at that point, by the time that you and I come along... We've lived through an era of Indiana Jones. Sure. And it's not that people... I, I want to give us some credit that we've made it almost 15 minutes here without having to say the most ridiculous thing, which is that we don't like Nazis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but apparently now you got to state that real clear. <laughs> yeah, these days. These days you actually got to state put our that. cards on the table. But, but here's what I'm saying is, you and I lived in a period where, they, not that they were ever comedic, but that they were like the element of the enemy so much that it's almost unrelatable. Mm-hmm. So for at that point, 80s, 90s us, to hear something like this, you're probably like, I mean, it's not that far off from watching Indiana Jones or Star so you're Wars being based on that. This song is more parallel to the Russian spies in a James Bond movie than it is to actually promoting Nazis. I what I'm what I'm saying is I would think, <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong, but I would think that in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I th- I think the large portion of 
people thought, you know, well, we're done with that. And now the fact that we're kind of not in 2018, that we're kind of not done with it, that makes it retroactively more uncomfortable for us now to talk about. Mm-hmm. It. I'm saying if you if you and I had had this conversation in 2014, we would have been more comfortable about it. Mm-hmm. But now, like, you can't even imagine. Like, well, you can imagine it, but it it's just weird to think, like, if you were going to see... If you were in a cover band and you were going to cover this song, it would be... You would have to play it just right to do it. Yeah. Well, right? and... You, because you're, cause of all the things you're responding to, yeah. which is like... You and have to then say, are, like, by uh, the way, guys... a considerable amount of covers of this song. Oh, yeah. So th- this is a song that is somehow resonating. And I guess the question that I pose to our listeners, and I, I just... I don't, even, I don't even need a response. It's just... It's something to think about because... Especially... Bringing it back again, this is one of the songs off their original albums, which mm-hmm. will always be considered their best album. This is a song they played more times than almost any other song they ever played live. Um, you know, what is it about this song? Is is it that it is so tongue-in-cheek that it, it shouldn't be taken seriously? Because here, here's what I want to point out, like just looking at the poetry of it. Mm-hmm. I'm a shock trooper in a stupor. Yes, I am. I'm a Nazi shotzi. Okay, the the rhyming of it is is comedy and it's almost mm-hmm. like comic book but then they give this person this they call him little german boy which could be sort of making fun of this person but it also i think puts an emotional perspective on this person that they feel small and they feel like they're getting pushed around so now we have empathy for this person yeah so it's complex and i'm not saying that art shouldn't be complex yes it should and i think that is why didi will always be one of the greatest rock and roll writers ever that have has ever lived in the world right but it is still tough for me to take down and um today you're loved tomorrow the world so the the (laughs) song the song goes out in a refrain today you're loved tomorrow the world saying it over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. and over again and you think that's just about some kind of romantic love well actually i want to go big picture with this okay please because i got another theory about this yeah so because um, we've talked a lot about the lyrics, yeah, for good reason. But I think the probably the biggest reason that this song holds up is its totality as a song, mostly the music. Mm-hmm. That even, and I also want to get credit credit to the fact of how it bleeds in from the previous song. Uh-huh. It was really hard for me to listen to only this yeah. and not start with "I don't want to walk around with you." Sure. And real quick sub thing. It's weird. I didn't write down how many times they played I Don't Want to Walk Around With You, but it's less. And so I can't imagine a time when they played one without the other. It just uh-huh. seems like, like guys. <laughs> guys. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it ends with that. It also ends with the same chord progression as the album opened. Uh-huh. So, if I remember correctly... The main part of the song uh-huh. is uh, C G E, pretty much. Okay. Like that. That's all the I'm a shock trooper. That stuff. Okay. Then when it gets into the slower refrain, it's the same chords as Blitzkrieg Bop. That's cool. So if you've played this top to bottom, yeah, you have kind of ended in the same spot willfully. There's your, th- your theory for like yeah. do they repeat themselves? Yeah. I feel like that is a total willful like yes bring it that's back a choice to the top. That, that's, that's a, a thematic back. choice yeah. which i of course 
So, as a comedian, adore and sure. only want that. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I uh, never want loose ends. I always want things to be part of a bigger pattern. <laughs> so yeah. So so also getting back bigger. Yeah. And again, maybe this is a me applying things that I want on top of all the sort of stuff because I don't think they consciously wrote this. But I think in a way... You don't I, think that Dee Dee consciously wrote this? No, I don't think they consciously wrote what I'm going to say. Okay, okay. Which is a lot of the Ramones' career was hoping for the love of people and to conquer the world with their music. And so okay. for me, this song, outside, it's like, not outside of the lyrical context, I don't know what it is, but like sort of on top of it, I always read it as a little bittersweet because it's on their first album and the, and it caps it so well. Huh. And then it's them kind of saying, it's like, you're going to love us and we're going to take over the world. Like a big well, smile on their face. And we all know it's like, well, for a lot of people, yes, but not everyone. In that interpretation, Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm charmed by the song almost. <laughs> if you, if you think of Dee Dee as, as the character of this song, mm-hmm. as the personality, the point of view of this song, literally, mm-hmm. you know, that takes on its own kind of charm. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Dee Dee was like, I'm a straight up fucking <laughs> what? skinhead. Like, I'm not saying that he was, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if when he was hanging out with skinheads, he was just like, you know, sure. like, whatever. <laughs> I think, I think, here's what I think about that. And, and I haven't put a whole lot of study in this recently, but we've read a bunch of books. So we know that, that Dee Dee's from Germany and he, like, had a history where, like, he would go through and find old, like, discarded weapons and stuff yeah. like that. It was like, it, but... He's into the the, the history of yeah. I've the never, thing. Right. I've never heard, and, it, and it's interesting we're saying it like that, because there's another way to say it, which is, like, he's really into Nazi stuff, which is not the same. So maybe I'm apologizing for it, but maybe I, I think that that's more accurate. It was, like... He's fascinated by that stuff, and there it is. Um, he also seems like a total open book. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think he kind of can't help himself with making something sort of empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they just fell on like this great hook of a riff, I'm, I'm, and they're like, okay, yeah. well, there we are. And that's the thing that surprises me the most, because of all the songs on the first album... Mm-hmm. Why is this the one? There, there, there's... That they play a bazillion times? Yeah. Outside of Blitzkrieg Bop? Yeah. Like, wh- what? Well, it might be. And, and Just I should, because of the I last refrain? I should have gotten more stats on this, but yeah. I know at least very early on, this was like their, not their encore, but like their show closer. So if yeah. you thought of that, I mean, it closes the album. But that's what album. I mean. But that's what I mean. Is, is it closes the album. Mm-hmm. Is it because that last part of the song feels... Like we're getting towards some kind of, not stadium, but that stadium, that big feel, you know, tomorrow the world, just the idea of that. I kind of think so. And and it's one of the, I think it's the only song on that album that has like a tempo change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's balls to the wall until you get to that. And yeah. there's sort of a, there's sort of a like, stadium anthemness to 
just slowing it down for yeah, a while and totally. everybody's saying the same thing. It almost goes into like a halftime at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's slower. You know? Yeah. And there's something, it's funny, but like that has to be a conscious choice. And so I think in terms of like how to, how to justify them playing it a million times, I got to think that like if they're making that first album, you know, they're trained on playing concerts or the shows that they played, they probably made it kind of like their concert. And they're like, well, this one ends really well. It was like, we can't. We can't end with I want to be your boyfriend. We yeah. can't end it with... It does end well. With be- it, the song the does end well, for yeah. sure. You can't end with Judy as a punk because it's yeah. too short. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it yeah. comes to a thunderous stop. And mm-hmm. it... And so, it do is. you have no issue with... Am I just a, a total... No. It's... No. Crude, no, like... No. Uh, no, no, you're not. I am just... I am... I am sympathetic to your problems... Um, <laughs> no, I'm sympathetic to what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm also just saying that I think we are, a, we are right now at this very moment, very sensitive to those types of things. No doubt. So I, I said it before around like five years ago, we could have been making these jokes. Mm-hmm. And now, like I said, I was like, I actually have to say, it was like, oh, by the way, in case there's any joking about it, any question about it, it was like, no, they're awful. I'm just so surprised. I mean, not surprised. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They've been singing this song for like 30, 40 years. But, <laughs> yeah, every single time. But, you know, Joey's the lead singer on this and and mm-hmm. he he's pushing it through. So it's like, there there must be something there. There must be well, a... Well, here's, here's I, let me, sorry to interrupt. Here's a possible theory, and it involves Mel Brooks. Okay. So Mel heard Brooks, Mel Brooks, very famous guy. Heard <laughs> um, no, he he has written um, so much humor at the expense of the Nazis and Hitler. Mm-hmm, sure. But one thing he has said explicitly he will not joke about is the Holocaust, uh-huh. and he makes a clear distinction. Uh-huh. It is springtime for Hitler, right? In the producers, mm-hmm. that's where the humor is. Mm-hmm. So in a way, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say they're at the same level, right. but in a way, it's like, that's what this is doing. It's, we're applying a lot of this other stuff to say, like, I mean, they didn't, we can't say it was like, DD knew that in 2016, suddenly there was going to be, the, you know, And all again, stuff. like you said, like, there's 30 words in this song. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think it's very specifically to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say it's safe because it certainly isn't. That's part of its power. But it's yeah. very specific that it's not saying that part was hilarious. It's sure. not saying this is hilarious either. It is only talking about that. It is only talking about a Nazi shotzi. Uh, I can't remember the word now. In a stupor. Shock trooper yeah, in a stupor. It never says Hitler's good. It never says... No. Well, I it's, to suggest that you're a Nazi, I guess, as, assumes that, you're main, that your protagonist is pro-Hitler. But... Sure, but... But in the same album, we also have a guy who wants to beat up children, and we have and we have a guy and we have a guy. Yeah, we have a horror character for the chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like it's it's all over the place. So it's like it, there's it, lots of monsters represented. So what here. we're saying is, 
It sounds like a first album written by a bunch of teenage boys. Yes. Oh, totally. <laughs> I think that that's a fun thing to remember. You know what I mean? Is like, yes, these are rock gods, but also they wrote this album when they were like They're in their twenties. So freaking young dudes. <laughs> yeah. They they were just smoking cigarettes on the sidewalk. So and huff and glue. We you know? we. I don't know where we are with facts or trivia. We've definitely blended into feelings, which are totally valid. Yeah. Do you have any more feelings, um, facts, or I mean, trivia? I mean, I like this song. Is that going to be your vote? Are I, we to vote? I, I like vote? it. I don't love it. I think I, I can't quite get past the point of view of the song. I'm sure it's meant in jest. I'm sure it's meant as, as any good Second City character study is, um, <laughs> you know, to highlight the irony or to highlight the, to highlight something through a deep understanding of character. Sure. Um, I I do believe that Didi's writing, especially in these early songs, allows for breathable interpretation, which is just says so much about him as an artist. Um, you know, I just for me, I think there's other songs on the album with. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I am going to give it a love. Nice. Um, so rarely do you love something I, I like. I don't know. Is that true? Well, well the, so. the jury's out. <laughs> um, no, I love it. I think it helps that I'm less of a lyrics guy. Never more than here. Um, but I even mean, that's with the it, thing too. But You're even such a music it, dude, and I'm. So, I I think like it's almost all lyrics. Listening for me. listening to it even today, yeah. I was struck by. God, what a pretentious way to start a sentence. Um, I know I was really captivated by um, <laughs> like the bass sounds especially bouncy. Sure, and it's and I don't know if it's like the histrionics of it or like the you know the sort of excitement of living with an album for however many years I've lived with it. Yeah, but like whenever it gets to this part, that carryover. It's like almost from 40 the other years one, now. It's 41. 41. Um, Jeez. My math is on point. <laughs> uh, 42 even. 42. Um, no, whenever it carries over from the song before it with that feedback and the count in and that, that first, it's almost like half the song is instrumental. Mm. But there's a part of me that always pictures all of them. Yeah. Even though Joey's not singing, like that's the element when you've seen like the little clips of him like just throwing his hair and like yeah. whipping the mic around like that's what's happening yeah completely blowing up in my mind um so i love it great i don't know if it's my favorite album closer but it's maybe out there of theirs Uh uh-huh um it's real real great also we haven't even talked about the fact that i asked you if there's more facts what this is finishing up the album for us i you're right this is the this is a, a perfect finish yeah so Perfect finish in that it's the last song on the album. Yep. And you're right. It is the last song of the album. This is this is adieu to the first album for hey us. Hey, man. Today your love. Tomorrow the <laughs> tomorrow, world. Tomorrow the world. Um, with that in mind, uh, I'm going to give my most valuable to Dee Because... I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... Yeah. Everyone's firing on all cylinders, of and I course. think part of why I enjoy it too is Joey's performance is really good. It's really good. The guitar it's sounds really good. Everything awesome. sounds awesome. You know, if if you if this it's maximum, if this person was singing in German, and by this person I mean Joey, 
you would still think this was a kick-ass song. Yes. Um, it's just for me, I don't know why I just can't get past. I mean, that's okay. You're fine. Listen. Well, who do you, I want to know? Who I you meditate, vote for. You so I'm Didi? cool in this political atmosphere, <laughs> but. But I meditate a lot. But I meditate too much. Are you um, giving it to him too? Yeah, I gotta. Okay. I think that's the right answer. You, I mean, who else are you gonna give it? It to? wouldn't Tommy? have happened without Tommy because he's he's helping to engineer this or what? Because he's because uh, yeah, any of the other guys because they didn't say no. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we? Yeah. yeah. No. Um. So yeah, this is our this is our farewell to the first album. And uh, one more time. thing about Dee Dee on this. Okay. And then on and on. Uh, I have to say a lot of Dee Dee's songs and, and, and Dee Dee's voice in particular, which is so badass. And I think something that every artist is working towards, I know I am, which is to produce something. To, when you produce your art, it's so you that even if you didn't mm-hmm. put a name on it, people would be like, obviously. I think you can't even copy it. Even I, if you tried to copy it, it, it wouldn't look anything like this. There's no way. You're right. Yeah. It's. For whatever it is, it is sort of authentic. It's so authentic that you can't deny it. Everything about him where it's like it has a little bit of German in it, even just as literal as it is. Um, It's got hilarious rhymes that are... It's got made up goofball words. Goofball, yeah. It's also got major (laughs) problems. Yeah. And and I don't know if I'm applying like all we've learned through all these episodes Uh too, but I really think it's sort of a... There's like a little sad sack in there too. Oh, totally. If he is the little German boy... He's got to feel bad about getting pushed around. Like, oh, he oh gets my pushed God, around. this poor kid. He's like, always got to fight somebody. <laughs> yeah, so it is it is as bare, like all yeah. cards on the table. Like, there it is. Totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I think I don't know if uh, starting at the beginning of the album, we would have known that. But if, but by the end here, 14 tracks through, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. No less cracks, though? Um, you got any more? Got I, any more that's that book? all I got on that. You okay. know, today you're love, tomorrow the world. I think if you want to get that tattoo with me, Philip, final days, let, let's go in Really? Sure, of all not? the songs, that's what we're getting? You're getting today your love. <laughs> and then you get tomorrow the world. And I'm getting tomorrow the world. <laughs> I love it. And it makes, we put it on our hands when we high five. <laughs> it's a mess. I love it. Good. Okay, well, uh, you can see us get that sometime. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, where we'll be posting our tattoo pictures. We're at Ramon's Podcast. And join us next time when we will be discussing Tomorrow She Goes Away on Ramon's of the Day.